Welcome to Spirit Goddess. I'm May. I'm Joelle. Let's dive into the world of spirituality together. Welcome back to our first episode with a guest. Yay! So exciting. This is actually so weird because for the first time you are not next to me. (laughs) Yeah, every time we record an episode, we're always sitting right beside each other. But today we are not even in the same house. I'm in my house, she's in hers, and we're on Zoom right now. So this is a little interesting. It feels odd. Yeah, it does. I'm like missing your presence. (laughs) Yeah. The energy is lacking in here. (laughs) So today we are going to have a wonderful guest talking about many, many different things, her specialties, business, going into tons and tons of topics. She's going to teach us a lot about her own practices, which will be nice. And this lovely guest, I have known her for a little bit now and we became pretty close on a like spiritual level. I look up to her for a lot of the business and a lot of the progress that she's made. She was one of the people that kind of inspired me to jump on making my own business with what I do. So it'll be really fun getting to hear kind of her side of the story. Because you know her, how did you meet her? Um, Honestly, I met her over social media. Okay. So I knew of her and her sister. She has a younger sister who is my age and we grew up in the same town, which is kind of everybody knows who everybody else is, even if you don't know them personally. It's that kind of small town. So when she really started showing on social media, especially Instagram, her spiritual business and everything like that. I got super interested and I followed her right away and I've kind of followed her journey through there as well. She did have a spa before then and I followed her spa on Instagram. So it's kind of been a social media relationship in that sense. And do you know for how long she's been doing this or... I don't know her full journey, like when it actually started. So I'm very excited to hear that part of the story of kind of how she got into it, because that's never really things that I've asked her. I've had sessions with her. I am one of her clients. Love that. So we've, yeah, so we've known each other on like that kind of level, but I've never actually gone in and asked those personal questions. So I'm excited to do that. Uh-huh. So we'll kind of let her introduce herself for most of it. I know we're talking a little bit mysteriously about who this guest is. We haven't even said her name, but we're going to let her do her whole intro and then we're just going to go in and chat and talk about absolutely everything. So welcome, Heaven. We were kind of saying a little few things about (laughs) you, but we hadn't even said your name of who the actual guest was. But we'll let you introduce yourself. So what is it that you do? What's your title? Who are you? Well, firstly, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. This is the second podcast I feature on and I just, I love it so much. It's so fun to get to collaborate with other women. So empowering. Um, Yes, I'm Heaven. My middle name's Lee, so I've kind of taken on the heavenly in a full embodiment of what I do. Um, I am a Reiki master. However, I don't really believe we're ever a master at anything, especially in the field and world of energetics. So I really go based off a Reiki teacher. Teaching is more my title. I'm also a spiritual and empowerment coach, which is so new that even saying that, I still feel like, whoa, like that is crazy, like a little shaky about it. Such a big title and something I've been working on for so long. So really exciting, but 
we're out here, we're doing the thing and it's really fun. Um, but yeah, those are really the things that I'm kind of investing most of my time into doing right now is Reiki and coaching. Interesting. And what kind of like got you started in your journey? Reiki probably would have been my own bottom, my own rock bottom of sorts. I feel like we seek spirituality and this other way of life when we feel we have nowhere else to turn or go towards. So Reiki was definitely that for me. My dad actually spoke a lot about Reiki and I had no idea what that was. So I started doing research and I was like, this sounds really cool. I don't really know what it is. And being a Sagittarius, I'm like, you know what? The best way we learn is just going and doing the thing. So (laughs) I just signed up for my level one. And when I did that, I had never felt more connected to myself, to this thing that's bigger than me, to the universe, to others through, you know, this energy. So getting into that was huge for me. And it did help me heal a lot. It helped me get out of this rock bottom. It also kind of guided me you know, towards myself and finding myself in that rock bottom, which is so hard. It's so, so hard. And I don't even know, looking back now, how I would have gotten out of it without my spiritual journey. Um, Really, I have no idea. And then my coaching really came about with me always wanting to teach. So getting my teacher's level in Reiki was huge, but I still felt like there was something missing And then through a dream one night, I had this whole dream of me showing up as a coach and I woke up like excited. Like my body was buzzing. I couldn't get it out. Like I felt high. It was so weird. I'm like, what is this idea? Holy heck. Um, And I, at the time had a coach myself and I just never envisioned myself as that person. And that day I did. And I was like, this is exciting. This is huge. And I don't know how to get there. I don't feel like that person at all. So we started doing the work and going deeper in, I actually invested into two very high ticket, high level coaches that are business coaches. They lead the way on how to become a coach and that kind of got me going again. Didn't even know what a coach really did. On the other side of things, I was always the client. So what better way to find out than invest 10 grand into coaches? Cause that's oh, just like, oh, how it's- my God. <laughs> yeah, I go away. Oh, I don't like play around when I want something, I go and get it. and. We think about the price after. Oh my God. And did you, did you know these people? Like how did you find your coaches? My first coach ever, she was from my high school and it was not that much money. That was a spiritual coach, very different. My business coaches, however, I found them on Instagram and the story and the journey, especially of Haley, we we mirrored each other so much. We've gone through so many of the similar things in our entire lives. Her partner's Australian, they had to do long distance. My partner's Australian, they had to do long distance. Like his name is Joshua. My boyfriend's name was Joshua. I was like, what oh, is weird. this mirroring? And I felt so trusting in her already. And she listens to anything that I do. So I know she's going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh. I love that. And they work great because they're in a relationship and they work together as coaches. And they really show you I know we're going to get deeper into the feminine, but they show the masculine and the feminine. And I struggled so hard embodying both. And I really wanted that for myself. And I wanted to be a coach. And I knew that I needed these people that were making way more money than me, were successful in the thing that I wanted to be successful in to be the ones to guide me. So invested in them. And through that investment, I learned a lot about myself. You learn a lot when you 
say yes to a change so big, even if it's in the form of like money. Oh, so scary. But we did the thing. And through that, I found who I want to coach, why I want to be a coach. I know Joelle, like I had a call with you figuring out who my dream client even was because I wanted to see who I wanted to help because it was very different than who I helped through my Reiki trainings. It's a different type of person. It's Mm -hmm. me when I started my journey because I didn't have a person and I really wanted to be that person for people who don't, who felt like they don't have that person. So that's really who I've stepped into the role of being. And it's been an incredible journey. This is only week two in my coaching program. And I mean, it sold out, it oversold. I ended up adding a space and it's been something that is just like, I'm still sitting here like, holy, is this real life? Because it feels too good to be true, but then I created it. So it's, it's been incredible so far. Like I just love talking about it. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear about the business part later on and like how you got to that point of launching something that nobody knew about and then having it sell out. That's actually like, that's almost like a foreign concept to me, especially being in the beginning parts of a business. Like that's insane. And are you still working with those same coaches from the beginning? You're still working with them? Yeah. So I started working with them in October and I have two weeks left then I'm done. I'm going to choose to stay on with them because you can go that route. And I just like seeing this, the shift from October to now, I, I don't even recognize her. And that was like, it's January. It really wasn't that long ago, but yeah, no, that's insane. It's huge. It's huge. It's the confidence. It's the leadership. It's all the things. And does take again having a very strong masculine and feminine structure within your body I think yeah what I wanted to ask was kind of like the structure of your coaching right now so do you do like a program where they sign up and it's like the classes are kind of online or do you do something where it's like private and you take a specific amount of clients yeah so right now it is very hands-on, private. It's one-to-one. Every week we have an hour with each other. This was actually my beta intake. And that means that I'm building my program right now. These people knew that going in, so they're paying way less than what the actual program will be. And then when I do launch that in May, I'm going to have modules online. So you're also learning as a student online and it's going to be all of the things I wish I knew going into my spiritual journey. I want to teach people this. I want them to have resources that feel safe and that's important too going into that because there's so much out there on the internet and we have no idea what's true and what's not and I mean this is all my truth and that may be different for other people however I tried the things and they worked so we're gonna roll with it and I always tell people to take what resonates but it's really just a safe space to learn spirituality and learn yourself and what that means. I love that because I feel like in spirituality specifically, there are so many fake things out there and myths, especially on social media and TikTok, like complete, like toxic spirituality is actually a thing. So for you to do this and actually give people good resources is is really amazing. Thank you. I I couldn't agree more. Honestly, it's scary out there when you first start because you're like, whoa, and there's (laughs) gatekeeping and then there's sacred practices that we feel we can't tap into and all the and then there's just the low vibing things that we're scared of so totally get it (laughs) yeah and so since you are a reiki teacher and you are a reiki practitioner and that's kind of like where you started your business a little bit right the spiritual business would you like to explain to our listeners that don't know what reiki is kind of what it 
is what it embodies my favorite question especially for those who have no idea um on the most simple terms that we can go which it's an energy that is so complex it's a japanese relaxation technique so at its very base it's meant to relax the body and when the body relaxes we can heal the actual energy the actual word reiki stands for spiritually guided life force energy so it is giving that life force that prana that chi whatever you want to call it it is coming through the hands of the practitioner into the body and creating an environment for your body to heal in the practitioner is not doing the healing we are the space holders however we're not the healers we just we're really good listeners. We're really good at, you know, creating that safe space. Your own body knows how to heal. This is just finally giving it the space and the time to do so. Um, and it does take certain levels of attunements. You can't just go and lay hands on someone if you haven't been attuned to the energy. But it's incredible to see once you have been attuned, the, the shifts. Like I honestly, when clients come to me and tell me the shifts or the messages they've gotten through Reiki, I, I feel like I can't even believe it. And I have been doing this for since 2019 like every single day I've been doing Reiki since 2019 and still I'm blown away like it's just incredible it's hard to explain but that is the best way to explain what it is there's some key words that you're using in there like attuned and body and energy and what's super interesting for May and I is that we actually had an episode where we broke down a CIA document on gateway method and that's part of our like CIA series and that document talked about universal energies and tuning into that energy and becoming one and if two people are similarly attuned there's a communication link so it and it also talks about building that energy field around you that is proven scientifically proven by the cia that you can heal your body through it yeah so it's really interesting to hear you talk about it and using the same words as in that document it's really interesting i think i saw a clip of that podcast and yes 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 the government knows how to use these energies to their advantage and now it's about teaching the people because we can all use them as well doesn't need to be this gate kept thing where it's hard to achieve or tune into it's definitely Mm -hmm. not um And the way that your life can shift and change when you do choose to tune in is huge. Yeah, Would you say that you have like a gift? Mm, No. Yes and no. I mean, we're all born with our strengths and our weaknesses. And that's kind of what we see come through with our gifts, if you want to say. Good example is I'm a feeler. I feel. My sister, um, who is like the other half of my soul, which is a whole other tangent, she's a seer. I can't see, she can She can feel, but not to my extent. Um, so I do think that yes, you have a choice to tune into your gifts or to ignore them all your life. It's actually harder to ignore them, but society makes it really easy to try to ignore them because it's woo woo, it's weird, it's you know not easy is what they kind of say. Um, so yes and no, like I chose to devote my life to this and that was a decision and Every day that is me, you know, healing, being really self-aware and it's not an easy life whatsoever. Once you pass that gate, there's no going back. Um, And as you guys probably saw, even with like going through conspiracy theories, like once you're in, you can't get out. You are in. (laughs) So same with the gifts. Like once you say yes, you're in and brings on a whole new world. But yeah. No, I definitely feel that because I feel like when I started to actually acknowledge my own gifts is when they started to become stronger and stronger and I started to like actually feel way better, you know? Yeah, it's huge. It's so 
enlightening yet like you think how did I go so long with trying to suppress this huge piece of me it's it's crazy and since in our last episode that May and I did the conspiracy episode we talked about our own perceptions our own kind of theories of life yeah and what life is why we're here what do you think what's your kind of theory I think we're really here right now to love because it's one of the hardest things to do truly it's one of the most universal energies and you know from the second we're born most of us for unfortunately not all of us experience love right away yet it's one of those things that when we have a choice to make it so hard to bring in especially if there's this lower vibrating frequency involved but choosing love especially when you look at the world right now is hard it's very hard And I feel like that was a huge part of the reason why I'm here. I really think why all of us are here. You guys are obviously, you know, light workers coming on this podcast, making this podcast. And I feel like that's a huge reason why is to lift up this universe, this planet itself with love. Easier said than done. (laughs) Some days I'm like, holy gosh, do I have to do this today? It's hard sometimes. It's hard. (laughs) It's a choice. Love is a choice and happiness is also a choice. And I've come to realize that with the universe putting me in like very frustrating situations. And I'm like, you're real fucking funny. I guess (laughs) I have to be happy. Oh, literally, I agree. Yep, it's to choose love. (laughs) But it always comes back to you in amazing ways. You know what I mean? When you decide to take that choice. Yes. I like truly wholeheartedly believe that we are a mirror of you know our internal reality becomes our external reality and we choose love inwards that just mirrors so loudly on the outside and once you kind of break that code that the CIA does have the world changes the world shifts like look at how I've shifted so much from a year ago to now like that is because I decided to choose love instead um I can totally resonate with how much shit things get thrown your way and they're all tests to see like oh is that going to be the thing that breaks her is that going to be the thing that she doesn't choose love for and when you do it's like yes I did it (laughs) yeah and the universe just rewards you after absolutely yeah it really does so what is like your best advice that you would give to people for them to connect with their physical body and like their own energy to me that would be doing more of the things that light you up, things that bring you joy. And it doesn't even have to be like, your job has to be your passion. I don't even believe that entirely. It just has to be getting in this state where you're entirely present. Um, What you call the flow state is being entirely present. And there's a more scientific reason behind that with, you know, brainwaves, theta brainwaves, getting into that state. I just feel like when you're fully present, doing something you love, there's just so much intuitiveness coming through and you're so connected to your higher self and it usually isn't a full embodiment of your higher self but if we all chose every single day to do something that we loved and I'm learning this with my clients like they don't we don't choose that every day and to me that is crazy because I just live in such a reality where I do but when that's not even a part of the question you ask yourself every morning um no wonder we're so disconnected because like we're not doing the things that light us up at all. So doing even for 20 minutes, something that is purely going to bring you joy is when I feel like we're most in tune with ourselves. 
I really like that. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> that's such a nice way of saying it too. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's just through, again, my own experience when I feel the most connected is definitely then. I love that. And then for our listeners that are not very spiritual or trying to get into it, um, I'm sure along this podcast, even just the name of our podcast, Spirit Goddess, kind of having that same ring as Spirit Guides, we're going to be talking a lot about guidance on this podcast. So what's your kind of explanation of what are Spirit Guides and how do you communicate with yours? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that question. So our guides can be, oh my gosh, first off, at any given time, we have between like 20 to hundreds of guides around us. There are so many energies around us. It can become overwhelming when you first decide to tap into it. I'm truly still learning some of my guides that come through and I'm like, who are you? What is going on? This is a new energy and it doesn't scare you once you get used to it. But at first it can be overwhelming for sure. I see them as being all sorts of different things. It can be, you know, our typical loved ones that have passed on. Usually the ones we want to connect with the most is them because we miss them so dearly. To ancestors, elders, archangels, gods, goddesses, all of these different energies, feminine energies, masculine energies, even just like pets. Pets as well can take on a whole energy where they come through and you're like, that's my dead cat. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) Honestly, anything that you can think of as an energy, I see Mother Earth come through and speak to me through her nature and through all of that, through the rain, through the clouds, the sun. That is another guide. How I connect with them really depends. Um, Typically in a day, I pull cards every single morning for myself. I know you ladies would know very much what that life's about, so... That's the easiest way I feel like it is because it is a ritual in itself where you're kind of present, blocking out the noise. That's a huge, huge way to connect with them. Also through meditation, however, I feel like there's this pressure sometimes that you put on yourself going into meditation saying like, I want to connect with my guides now. This is how it is. So I don't really love to recommend that one, but it can be a way that, I mean, I use at times. Um, Another way is really when I'm sitting with myself especially when I'm doing something that I love and I get these gentle nudges. It's always my own voice, but they're saying things that I would never say to myself. And my guides, I have very strict boundaries. They're very loving. Um, I could be a little bit hard headed and <laughs> they always have to come in with that gentle approach because if it's too strong, I'll do the opposite. It's just how I am. So it's always very nurturing and loving and I truly believe that's my higher self most times but when I'm doing the things that I love I feel these gentle pulls and these urges to listen to my inner dialogue and that's where I'm picking up on things that I would not normally say I have started doing this really cool thing where I get in almost like a trance like state and that could be through beats like binaural beats I that's not the right word but um hurt frequencies in a way frequencies yeah like different hertz for sure like 532 is one that I go towards often and I get myself in like this trance and just write I just write and whatever comes out it's just it blows my mind it's not even my own handwriting sometimes like I don't even know how to explain it oh my god yeah one of my friends actually does that and she's told me about that too yeah she goes into a meditation or listens to like subliminals 
she'll hold a pen and paper but like I tried doing it but I just can't get past the part where I mentally know that I'm writing stuff and like thinking about what I'm writing so that method is really really hard for me but she does it and it works really well for her so cool isn't it it's just like it's hard to surrender because it took me a little bit of practice too and I still feel like there's probably a bit of that ego coming in saying like this is just you writing it it's just you but when I saw the handwriting switch up really fast I was like whoa but yes spiritual guides can be anything it could also be different star seeds and star races coming down and speaking I don't know if you guys are familiar with that but so like different UFOs or like aliens could even come down and speak with us um not scary they're all here to guide so basically it's just like different places where your soul might have spent time and it's really interesting when you start to get deeper into it and you talk a lot about like masculine and feminine energy how do you personally connect with like your divine feminine energy yes my feminine oh love her she's been a struggle for me i've always been embodied in my feminine um to the point where it's like okay i need to set stronger boundaries for myself because it's not great to be so, so strong in one and not in the other. So my feminine, she's very nurturing. Your feminine is always going to be nurturing. She's so intuitive, very much about holding space. She's very much about receiving, being very present in your body. She comes through in my work all day. I'm in flow state. Working with my clients is about a channel, you know, showing up that way. And that's why having that like very strong structure in my day gives me the space to come into that flow and into the feminine because if you allow one to take over, they will. They very much will and be like, oh, I'm here all the time. I'm present. Hello. Hello. (laughs) But yes, love the divine femme. She's very much, yeah, intuitive, nurturing, like someone you just want to hold like your mom, like very motherly. We embody her most through our creative flow. And then what would you say the divine masculine is? Oh, yes. He's all about the structures. Again, he was very unhealed for me because I was a workaholic. Like I worked 14 hour days. Can be the very logical mind, which we need as well. We need logic and intuitiveness to work together because if not, we're just, you know, not making very good and strong calls for our lives towards our paths. Very much the routine in a day. If we're too routined, we have no space to allow ourselves to even like dream or to envision a different way. So if you're so strong in your masculine, not great, but they're very much of logical mind and embodying both is so nice when you can finally balance them out. And there are going to be days too, where you're very much more in the one versus the other. And that's okay too, um, because with our own feminine cycle, it just naturally is going to happen. It's going to occur and you don't want to fight it. You just want to work with it. I love that. And then, so you are not new in this whole business thing because you had a spa and then you went into spirituality and you were a practitioner and now you're a coach. And I said it in our little intro with just May and I that you were somebody and still are somebody that I look up to a lot, especially in that business portion, because it's where I want to be. I want to you know, have the busy days. Every time I look at your Instagram story and I see how many clients and how many readings you're doing, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> Where are my clients? And that, it's just, you know, that kind of thing that I look up to. So I'm so curious to hear about how it's been yeah. owning a business and kind of how that started. If you want to talk about your business journey. Yes. So starting with the spa, um, I got my aesthetics 
license certificate in 2015, which is crazy, and worked in small spas, got to see hands-on what owning a business kind of looks like. I actually pretty much like ran one of the spas I was working at in my hometown, and I was like, wow, okay, this is really cool. This is inspiring. It's cool to have your own time off, all that kind of thing. And then I went into nursing and I think it took something that I thought I wanted so badly to open up my eyes to like what I didn't want at all. And that's why I was guided that way because all of my like life, honestly, I wanted to be a nurse. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school, going to quit aesthetics. We're going to go be a nurse. I realized in that moment, hell no. And looking at like how life is right now, I think my higher self knew like, girl, there's a whole pandemic coming. You do not want to be a nurse in that because I would have been graduating into that. So Kudos to her. Thanks for the warning. (laughs) So I remember sitting in a biology class and going, what the fuck am I doing? This is not what I want. And um, I still had that pull to be a business owner. I still had that pull into aesthetics and I listened to it. I actually just said, okay, well, let's just do it. Let's do it. So I dropped out of school, started building a business plan. My dad my family, honestly, were huge catalysts for me because they were on board the entire time. I don't know what that would have looked like had I not had them. My partner was the opposite. He was like, this is too risky. That's too scary. Don't do that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not listening to you. Bless my soul for not because so many people would have. I chose no in that moment. Um, we went and looked at a place and it felt real in that moment. I was like, let's do this thing. And I feel like before I could even talk myself out of it, I had signed a lease. I'd done the things. I didn't even allow myself to think the, what if this fails? I didn't allow myself to go there because I knew it wouldn't. I knew that wasn't what I was meant to do. I wasn't going to fail. I was going to do the thing. And from there, it was momentum because the beginning was slow. I actually, a few months ago, looked back at my first few months of owning that spa. And I was lucky if I had three or four clients in a week. And that's like even half hour appointments. And that's, you know, hardly covering the rent, but I was like, you know what? We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep putting ourselves out there, building that momentum. It, it made me come out of that shell of being scared to show up online specifically for myself. I showed up every single day. I built that trust with people that I was reliable. I was someone you could lean on. I would never, you know, reschedule. I would never cancel. I showed up every single day and even on my days off, which kind of brought me to my workaholic version of myself, which was passed down through my dad. But that was something that I healed with my intuitive business. But it was very much momentum. It took two years, two years of showing up every single day to the point where the spa was booked out three or four months in advance. Like people could not get in for four months. It just, it was huge. It was really big. And at times I actually would sit there with myself and go, how did I do this? How did I do it? And my business coaches that I have now showed me how I just didn't know at the time what I was doing. So it's a lot of momentum. It's building and gaining that trust. Building intimacy is huge, 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 huge. Showing up for people when they feel like they can't show up for themselves. That can happen in any business. Like people are going to reach out to you when they're really low. Just like when we felt really low going into this, we felt like we had no one to trust or to turn to. You want to be that person. You want to be that anchor for them. And when you do show up for them, it shows them what's possible for themselves. It's huge. It's huge. And that was one of the biggest things is like with the spa, I had people telling me things that they were like, I haven't told even my best friends this. How is this the case? It was just, I was embodying this 
this energy that I could hold that space for them even when they couldn't hold it for themselves. So I feel like it's the momentum, it's embodying that space for people, the intimacy, the safeness, um, being that anchor. And, you know, I decided I wasn't meant to have this like brick and mortar business. I wanted to move. I wanted to expand. I wanted that freedom to leave. And I did for a little while. I would just block off a few weeks at a time, go to Australia, go to Mexico, travel, but I always had to come home back to my hometown and it just wasn't serving me anymore. I was like, nope, this is not where I want to be forever. Um, so I left, I closed the spa. I had the momentum and truly that was surrender mode. Like me closing my business down was a test, <laughs> a huge one to saying like, can I shift? Can I do this? And I did, I did, I'm still doing it. Again, I'm still building momentum in my business and now I have the coaches to tell me what to do because I didn't know at the time, but it takes a lot of self-trust and there are still days where you don't trust yourself. Owning a business is truly one of the hardest things. It's the most confrontational things. It forces you to be vulnerable with yourself and say like, where do I need to work? What needs working on? What am I afraid of in my business? What am I afraid of? And it's all a mirror of, you know, your internal reality. So you have to love it. If everyone, you know, if this was easy, everyone would do it. I truly believe in that because it's not easy. You have to wake up and choose yourself and trust that you are here to lead and guide. And it's so, so I feel like I've said this multiple times, easier said than done. <laughs> but through that momentum, through the intimacy, through the trust in both myself and, you know, having other people trust in me, it's built this whole community that on days I still don't believe is real for myself. It's just, I've started embodying that higher self of me and I haven't questioned her. I know she knows she's in the driver's seat and she's going the right way. And it's really taken a lot of trust. And then when you transition from that spa to more a spiritual business and doing Reiki, because you started doing that uh, like before spirituality really came to rise. So it was a bit out there when you switched to that. Did a lot of your clients from the spa transfer over to your new business or did you get like a whole new audience really? More a whole new audience. I have international clients now, which of course was just never a thing with a physical location. Um, I have some that are still here from those days and holy, I love them so much because they've got to witness me go through like this whole shift and it's not easy to go through. They are the ones who chose to stay and the ones who chose to leave, that's okay. Um, it wasn't their time, their place at all, that's okay. I totally do not hold resentment. They served me and I served them when it was our time. Um, doors always open for them. I love them all so much. But yeah, I have a lot of international clients now, which is really exciting. I've been able to expand and get more exposure being this way, being working from home, having an online business solely online, like the exposure is way larger there and you're able to make way more money doing that, truly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been huge. It's been exciting. Um, I have to thank like working with influencer and I'm using quotations because when you actually work with these types of people you realize they're just like me and you working with them and having them like speak so highly of me has helped my business so much so I highly recommend like if there's people that you look up to and are inspired by reach out to them the worst that can happen is they don't read the message but think of what could happen if they do read the message like my life has shifted so much from that and you know not listening to the fear of feeling like I can't be that level of 
you know, service provider for them because I am now. And that's huge. That's very interesting. So you reached out to certain influencers that you thought wouldn't answer and they actually did. And now they're one of your clients. Yeah. So Mimi Bouchard, I can talk openly about her because she's put me out there, but she was someone I looked up to for so long. She has a meditation app. She's someone huge in, you know, the spiritual realm and the meditation realm. I had my old coach kind of connect us together and she was so down to receive Reiki from me. And now, you know, she's a part of like my clientele. She posted me on her Instagram and that's helped me with exposure. And actually some of my coaching clients are people who work for her. And it's just so cool to see how it all connects. Um, And that took a lot of moving through my own fears of thinking like, am I even worthy to do Reiki on someone of this, you know, popularity, which I don't even believe in because truly when you talk to these people, you're like, whoa, okay. That is like a slap in the face because they're so normal and it's so like a breath of fresh air, but yeah, it is something I definitely recommend doing. It's huge for yourself. I love that. And what is like the next step for you? Are you going to keep going on this journey of like Reiki and coaching? Do you have like any big plans for this new year? So really building my program right now, building that momentum. um, I would love eventually, and it's funny because this has been the third time in a week and I didn't even think it would be something I talked about. I wrote this like big scary goal down and it was first to go to a retreat and then second to host a retreat and like somewhere tropical. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something not this year, but in the future, like I would really love to do that. Um, Be that safe space in person for people. That's my big scary goal, as I would call it, because it's just huge. I know I will achieve it. I have to put it out there. This year's really building my program, building the momentum, um, kind of finding out to where I want to root a little more deeply because I'm always so flighty and that's something that I'm working through. I'm always like, hey, where's the next adventure? And I mean, I'm only 25, so I know I'm going to spend a lot of time traveling, but I want to start thinking of where I want to root and what that means to me. Um, But yeah, definitely the retreat is like the big, the big, huge one. Mm -hmm. That's, I've never heard anybody else have that goal before. That's actually so cool. (laughs) Thank you, yeah, huge. And I feel like not a lot of like spiritual, I guess, retreats exist. So that would be really cool. That'd be yeah. amazing for sure. The more you open your eyes, the more there are. I really want something to be affordable. And I want something that's going to actually change lives. Um, I feel like, as I know with bigger investments, just paying money is a transition in itself. It's you saying yes to the change. And it's scary. Just that alone is scary. So having someone say yes to a retreat, oh, that would be like, the, it would mean the world to me because they're just so trusting in what I do and trusting in the fact that they have to like physically get up and go somewhere to shift is just somewhere out of their comfort zone. Yeah, a dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Our last question is, since it is like the full moon, we Mm -hmm. wanted to know if you had any like specific ritual that you like to do on a full moon. Yeah, so every full moon I pay attention to my dreams the night before. They always come through with a message, um, whether or not I want to hear it. Usually I don't, but I know I need to do it. Mine has been my old friendships coming through and so I know I need to go and do some work there. That's like the hardest thing for me because it's something that I have to have my inner child on board with. 
have to feel really safe. So that's what she wants to work on tonight. So we're going to do that. So usually when it's something like that, which I've had to cord cut a few times, um, I write a beautiful release letter. I write to you actually, to whoever that friend may be or to myself. Usually it's that friend. I write one letter that is so mean, just getting it all out. Like you have to, you have to get that out. All these things you're holding and you just have to be like, get it out there. And then I write one of forgiveness and that's to both them and myself. And then I burn them. I like go in my bathroom. Last time my fire alarm went off, Josh got mad at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm releasing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my ritual, babe. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. But I always try to do some sort of releasing that way. It usually ends up being a heavier day for me. Shocking because I don't feel heavy at all right now. So we'll see how the day goes on. Um, but definitely doing something like that. I also love to do a candle cut, a candle cord cutting, which is having a white candle for me and then a black candle for them. And I, you know, put some twine in between and then I light them both at the same time. And I set that intention that when that cord is cutting, I am removing that cord. I am done like feeling that energy, having them take my energy, making that intention so strong. And then Reiki teachers and masters actually know a Reiki cord cutting. I do that. I finished it off with that because Reiki is just so universal. It's so much like that love vibration. Close it off with that. And then I usually don't have those dreams for months until some other layer comes through and I'm like, oh, okay. And that's where the whole awakening thing happens multiple times, but it's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm curious, do you feel comfortable sharing what that dream kind of is? Cause I have a very <laughs> similar story and I think that's why Joelle- I like, was trying like not me. to laugh as she's saying stuff with friends because <laughs> all I can think about is your stories. Because wow. me, like I have so many dreams of like past friends that like we are no longer friends. Some of them like ended like on a pretty like, not bad note, but like not the best ending. Yeah. And like yeah. they literally come and kill me in my dream and like I have have felt death like a night and like reoccurring in my too. stomach like you get them pretty often yeah oh my gosh well yes. that's a good <laughs> thing because there's just some other level that you need to go through because you're at the death phase and we know what happens after death it's rebirth so you're like uh -huh. so close to it it's just something is not releasing um I've gone as far with my releasing when I haven't ended things on good notes in terms to actually physically reach out to the person and apologize that's exactly what i did you did and do like, that yes yes so it's been it's been better like i haven't had one in like months and mm. actually i had one recently and it was a good one and it's like I like saw them in my dream and they were hugging me and they were like oh, my God. oh like how have you been and it was actually really good but yeah I think that's when it kind of switched up for me too is when I actually reached out to them and I was like you know what like I'm sorry for how things ended and like I am sorry for anything I could have possibly did that could have you know caused any hurt to you absolutely yeah that's and huge yeah, that was better, but it still kind of came back after that. But recently, I haven't had one, so knock on wood. <laughs> That's huge because when you're choosing to bring love in, which when you're so bitter is very hard to do. And again, like bring it back to that. Like it's the hardest decision to make. Um, I definitely feel like there's something with the inner child. If it keeps coming back like that, your inner child's not being heard in some sort of capacity. 
Um, mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, mine isn't, and that's why these dreams are coming back. My dreams aren't so much like that. Mine are more like them all in a circle making fun of me, and I walk into them like laughing and making fun of me because that actually happened, and that's very real. So my inner child's holding on to that regardless of the cuts, and... I do truly think that our dreams show a reflection of what's happening in the reality. And I know that sometimes that's the reality. Like I'm doing something so different than what I did. And I've shifted so much that people are like, what the heck? Like I don't blame them at all. Um, sometimes it could be actually how that person is feeling towards you. And that's why I'm glad you reached out to be able to like, you know, cut that off. Because that's a huge yeah. thing to do. I would definitely go in towards your inner child and see like how she's feeling and do that in meditations, journaling. I love meditations. They make me cry. Pull some cards for it. Yeah. Cards. What is the message here? Yeah. I need to know. A perspective yeah. shift for sure. There's something that's needing shifting. Uh-huh. I really, at first I thought like, oh, maybe that's just like my dreams replaying how I felt about that situation. But I truly think it's like within me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's them doing like anything. Yeah. I think it's just like back then, like I felt very misunderstood and hurt mm -hmm. that like that's what's replaying in my dreams now. It's like me getting hurt. Yeah, repetitively. Like that is huge. And it can also be a mirror of where in your actual life you're feeling that way because it's all a mirror. It's all like your own internal filters and labels coming through to say like, pay attention to me. Let's heal. Let's do it. Yeah. And it's ready to be released if it's coming up so strongly. And today is a really good day to do it. No, exactly. That's why I'm like, let me go release that and burn my paper real quick. <laughs> paper is a huge one. Also, just like flushing it down the toilet, depending on what type of paper it is and your toilet system, all the things. That's a huge one too. Um, if you're a water sign, depending on your signs, you're going to resonate more deeply. Yeah. Some people bury them in the earth and I like to just like way. put it in the air, literally let the wind take it away. I'm also an air sign. So Wait, that's like actually that's so my, fitting. That's my thing. Yeah, I know. I like burn the paper and then just like let go. Yeah, I like to like drown my paper, like actually just spill water on it until <laughs> all the ink is blurred. Fucking beat that bitch up. That is so funny. It's just funny to see how different signs resonate with like the releasing form of it. Yeah. Me though, it always involves fire. Oh yeah. I Same. need to like burn that shit i need yep. to beat yep. the shit out of it <laughs> same i'm a fire i'm a double fire so i'm like let's bring the flame and get uh -huh. that involved because that's where it really happens <laughs> uh -huh. and i love burning it because i feel like it's easier for me to visualize oh, that yeah. i am taking over power yep of this situation and it's like i am releasing you are leaving absolutely Bye. and the flame <laughs> is so healing to just watch and like mm -hmm. understand huge so thank you so much heaven for coming on it was so nice to hear of all your answers i feel like we actually did learn a lot about your practices too and i want to shout you out because i am a client of yours i've had sessions from you and they've been incredible so plug yourself plug your instagram plug your website everything go for it awesome thank you again for having me like i said i love coming on these things and even your questions like they dive deeper than what i think of on a daily basis so i loved it um you can find me on instagram at i am dot heavenly of course i am heavenly was taken so <laughs> i am dot heaven like in the sky and lee is l-e-i-g-h 
And then my website is actually shifting to that as well in the coming weeks. So I won't give you my old one. All of my links are on my Instagram though. You can find them really easily. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's the Moonstone Oracle on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. That's also in the links on my Instagram. But yeah, thank you again for having me. This was so much fun. I love doing this stuff. Uh, it's so fun. And then we'll definitely have you on again in the future. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Heaven. Thank you. Thank you. That was really, really good. Her name is definitely Heavenly because right? fuck does she give me those vibes like she's like she pure light yeah no seriously and you can just tell that she how do you say that like certain like reiki practitioners and like spiritual coaches when they connect to spirit you hear it in their voice and you like feel it in their energy yeah. you can like clearly hear it in her voice and feel it in her energy how she is super connected to spirit and I don't know if it's because she's a Reiki practitioner or just her energy herself, but as soon as I hear her voice or am in her presence or energy, I can feel my own vibes like raising. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. She gives like such calm, positive vibes. Yeah. That was really good. I loved every single one of her answers for a first guest this was amazing. Yeah, and I can't wait for next episode with our next guest, who's gonna actually bring like such a good contrast to what we heard today, because a lot of what we heard today and what we learned was a lot more on, for lack of a better word, like on the light side of things. And then our next guest is gonna really take it, the contrast to the dark side of things, which is gonna be so yeah. cool. We're going the complete opposite route. A whole 180, <laughs> whole way down the spectrum. But I think it's gonna be so interesting and I think that's what's gonna make our podcast so unique is having all of these different perspectives and just being so open to all of them. Yeah, just the wide variety. This was an amazing episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yes, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this spiritual journey with us. See you next Friday.